Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the CBOO podcast. I'm Vanessa Tinlin, and today our episode is going to be with Claire Poulet of the Organ Donation Awareness Club at U Ottawa. Hi, Claire. How's it going? I'm good. Thank you for inviting me today, Vanessa. Oh, it's my pleasure. So first things first, just for like our listeners, uh, tell me a little bit about your club and like what you do on campus. Absolutely. Um, So a lot of people have questions about our club, um, but it's something that's very close to my heart. So I'll start with what the club's all about, and then I can maybe go into why I started the club. So the Organ Donation Awareness Club is focused on educating students about the current organ and blood donation shortage and what they can do to help. The club uses open discussion to enlighten university students about how organ failure and donation affects thousands of Canadians each year. This club aims to act as a resource for University of Ottawa students who may have questions about organ and blood donation, how to register to become a donor, and the benefits and responsibilities of becoming a donor. That said, um, we definitely do not want to push anyone. Um, We're more to act as education and to enlighten the student body. A lot of people have questions, especially since this is around the age where people are getting their driver's licenses. Um, And we work with other organizations to really, um, yeah, educate the students so that they can make an informed decision about donating blood or even um, registering to become an organ donor. And the reason why I started this club um, is actually because my family has a rare genetic disorder that affects our kidneys. And so um, it's on my mother's side of the family and out of five siblings, four of them are either on dialysis or have required a kidney transplant. So it's very predominant in my family. Um, And so my mother was diagnosed officially with this um, this genetic disorder, and she required a, a kidney transplant. And luckily, um, because of a, uh, someone who, d- who signed their donor card, I should say, um, she was able to have a transplant this past August. So we were very fortunate. Um, but it really showed me this kind of side of medicine that a lot of people don't talk about, or maybe it's um, maybe like uncouth to talk about. But because of the family history that I've had, um, it's always been a very open subject. And through the club, I've learned a lot about not only kidney donation, but blood donation, liver donation. Um, And so I know that I've learned a lot from it, and I really hope to um, show the University of Ottawa community um, what it's all about. But in addition, I realize that there's a lot of beliefs and cultures out there um, that have their own strong opinions about it. And we're definitely not out there to say what's right or wrong. We just want to um, show the facts and the current research that's going on so that people can make their own decisions. So your mom, so last August, so like during the pandemic, received a kidney from a, wow, that's crazy. What was that like? Like, what was the process of getting a kidney during like COVID? Was it the same process or was it a little different? Yeah, so I can definitely talk about that. So my mother required a kidney transplant and we currently, where we were living was outside of a small town and we were on well water. And so in setting up for, you know, when you're told that there's a diagnosis like this, you think of the next steps. And while she was waiting for a kidney, the next step would have been to go on dialysis. And um, dialysis, basically, you can think of it as your kidneys act to clean the blood in your body. And when the kidneys aren't working properly, you have toxins that your body naturally makes, and they're just kind of staying in your body. So dialysis is a way of flushing those out um, mechanically. And so because we were on well water, they weren't going to Uh, they weren't going to be able to put the dialysis machine in our house. And so we were actually going to have to move, and my parents moved to Kingston, Ontario. Um, However, that's like kind of a side note. 
on the night that we were going to move, we had the moving truck packed and we were sitting down at the dinner table for the last time and we were talking and it was probably around 11 o'clock at night. And then my mom, my mother got the call that, oh yeah, there's a kidney waiting for you. Um, so we kind of, oh my gosh, that's so exciting. She had to drive to the nearest airport. <clears throat> so my father drove her <clears throat> where she was airlifted to, uh, sorry, to Toronto. Um, and the next day, my family couldn't be with her because we were driving down to Toronto. So um, my father was driving the moving truck. I was driving another like um, kind of like CRV vehicle. And my brother was driving a regular truck. So we were all in our little vehicles on our way to go see our mother. And uh, the, the doctors kept asking my mother, like, is your family coming? Do you have anyone that's going to see you? And she was like, they're on their way. They're driving. Um, but we live about 22 hours away. So we did not. Um, we were not very quick. But the process with COVID has essentially been, they're still, um, for a while at the very beginning of COVID, they stopped doing transplants. And so, as you can imagine, that really kind of created a buildup of all these people that are requiring life-saving transplants. Um, and normally they have them ongoing, but because of COVID, they kind of got a buildup. And so they're working through it right now. Um, transplants started again this summer. So that's all the way from like heart transplants, lung transplants, liver, kidney, um, things like that. Uh, so luckily, my mother was very fortunate to have gotten this kidney transplant. And what they do for the recipients um, is they have to screen for COVID, of course. Um, so they're isolated as soon as they get to the hospital and they do not receive the transplant until um, they've been cleared. So they have all the testing done um, as well as the donor has all the testing done so that COVID is um, definitely not in anyone's system. Um, and then they go ahead with the transplant as usual. I do have to say the visiting um, was not normal. You're allowed to have one family member to see the patient. Um, and that's for certain like visiting hours, which is very much reduced. Uh, but we still think that we are very fortunate that uh, one of our family's members was able to go in and see her and make sure everything was fine after the transplant. Oh, for sure. That's so interesting. I love that you created this whole club around something that's so like personal to you. Because I find that you hear about clubs and you're like, oh, like this person just has an interest in this. And for you, it's more of an, it's less of an interest and more of a lifestyle. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. It's, um, I think that's definitely why there's a lot of like passion and I can see like the, the club this past year, we're a new club. We started in January of 2020 and very quickly we grew to be considered a large club at the University of Ottawa, which is having 25 members or over. And I thought like, I don't know, maybe I'll just have a group of friends that join and that's fine. But it was interesting to see how many individuals at the university either have a connection to organ donation or would like to learn more about it. So it was really cool. And I think that we're all there for a reason. Um, like I said, whether they want to learn more about it or they even have their own family connection, which a few of our members do. Um, there's definitely a lot of passionate individuals in this club. And we're just doing our best to try and spread the word um, and educate. Oh, I love that. Let's talk more about your club because you guys were nominated for the Best New Club Award. Congratulations on that nomination. That's really cool. How many members do you have in your club currently? Yeah, so currently um, we're actually going through like a summer overhaul. So um, we're going through our list. Those that graduated are being removed from the list. So it's a little bit dynamic right now, um, but we're still considered a large club. So uh, I believe that we have 26. So we're just there, um, but that's with our graduates. Uh, however, we are looking to have quite a few one-on-one week events where we're going to be um, 
having events for all university students, but especially, you know, 101 week or first year students to come out um, and to kind of let us know or let them know that we're here and what we kind of stand for and what we do within the University of Ottawa community. So it should be a lot of fun. Now, like, are your members all part of like science or health science related faculties because the organ donation seems to be more of like a medicine or like healthcare, you know, like aimed club. Do you have a lot of members that are outside of those like types of faculties? Absolutely. So we're, first of all, we're open to all University of Ottawa students. Um, We love to see diversity. Um, We like to see different opinions and beliefs and we like to educate ourselves. Um, But that being said, we do have quite a few science students. However, we also have engineering students, communication students, we have like math students, English majoring students and social sciences. Um, so we're kind of all over the place, which I think is great. I learn a lot from my um, fellow club members, but I hope that they also learn a lot from me and our experiences in growing the club, um, especially among the execs. We're quite uh, close knit now, um, which is really fun and exciting for the upcoming school year. I think it'd be really beneficial for a lot of our listeners because you started your club so recently and it's so fresh on the brain still that you could like walk us through the process of starting a club on campus because I think a lot of people would love to know how that works. Yes, I can definitely speak to that. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, but I'll start from the very beginning. So I was just starting my second year of university and I kind of didn't really know where to start, but I knew I kind of wanted to do something about organ donation in my community um, because of my family's medical history. And so I attended the CVUO, so Campus Vibes um, Clubs Conference. And there was myself and a few other members or students there who hadn't started a club yet, but I found that was very beneficial. They walked through the documentation that you have to do all the way from outlining what exactly your club's going to be, including the 25 signatures of support that you require, um, as well as looking at funding applications, how to create funding applications. Um, I remember going to a, a session about how to be a good leader, um, but there was lots of uh, conflict sessions to choose from. Unfortunately, I couldn't go to them all because you had to select. Um, but if you are looking to become a new club president or start a club with some friends on campus, I would 100% recommend going to that club's conference. I learned a lot. Um, I also went again this year, and there's always so much more to learn um, about being a great club member or club president and starting from scratch. Um, So basically to start, uh, I went there, and then from that I had the documentation and I filled that out over Christmas break, I believe. Um, So I had some time to really digest and think about what the club was going to be all about. Um, So I would make sure to take some time to really think about um, how your club is going to benefit the University of Ottawa community, what your target audience is, um, who your support system is, if you're going to start with a group of friends, um, even what kind of club you are. So there's like athletic clubs, academic clubs, philanthropic clubs. Um, So I would suggest to really take time to think about um, why you're starting a club and what kind of impact it's going to make in the community. And then once that paperwork was filled out, I had my um, 25 signatures of support, and then I submitted that to Campus Vibes. And um, they must work through Christmas. You guys are awesome because it was approved like at the end of the Christmas holidays. They had gone through all of my paperwork, um, which was awesome. And then I could start um, like fresh start in January of 2020. Um, So we just snuck in before the pandemic. But as you probably know, or you can imagine, it, like starting a brand new club. I didn't really have tons of events. Um, so we really started 
during the pandemic with a lot of social media um, impact and communicating with our students that way. We did have a few giveaway events and we also work a lot with Canadian Blood Services when they go to 9BU and they have their blood drives. We work with them um, having giveaways and educational material for the blood donors. Um, but we have a lot more events planned this year and we're really excited for it. However, starting a new club, I 100% recommend going to the club's conference and also making sure that if you're not bilingual, you have um, a club executive who is bilingual and either can translate that all for you um, or communicate with new club members or prospective club members in both official languages. Um, as well, there are a few resources on campus for clubs that will translate your material. That's great. I'm glad CBO helped you so much. Yeah, there's a lot of hardworking people. Um, that work for CBU or like volunteer for CBUO. So I'm really glad that that was a really like easy process for you in that regard, which is really exciting. And I'm really glad that we get to like run this podcast and tell people about stuff like this. So you guys started a lot on social media. And is that how you network? Did you reach out to anybody else for support on campus, either like profs or other uh, faculty members of U Ottawa to help like get your club out there? Or how was that, like, that networking process for you? Yeah, so networking through the pandemic has been a total 180. There originally used to be in-person events, even like 101 week or club fairs where you could kind of promote your club. Um, and that kind of did turn virtual. So we were able to participate in events like that. However, we really engaged with our University of our community. Um, we started off with a large giveaway with mental health. Um, items, giveaway items in UCU. At the very beginning of this year, we snuck in, I guess there was one week where we were allowed in-person events. Um, it was all like signed off by CVO and we were able to go in and um, socially distance, give away some items. And that was really great um, promoting our kind of club on campus. Additionally, um, other than from like friending every possible student I knew, um, from the club social media accounts at the University of Ottawa, we also posted weekly did you know posts. Um, and that was really to make sure that we were staying relevant and in the student's eye. Um, and that was like a fun fact about organ donation. Um, so that was posted each week throughout the summer. We've almost done a full year of it. Um, so that was, there's a lot of posts on there if you're looking for fun facts. Um, anything from like what the oldest organ donor was um, and what you can donate. So there's lots of cool, interesting tidbits on there. Um, and that was really how we engaged other than there were some club fairs, there was a residence club fair that we were invited to attend, as well as the CBUO club fair. Um, but yeah, we also, in terms of like professors, I know you mentioned we had our first research conference this past year. Um, and so in that way, in that respect, we spoke to a lot of professors and researchers, as well as healthcare professionals. Um, and I think that when they attended it, they really saw what kind of organization it was. Um, that like the club and uh, they had a really good time. We've heard really great reviews and we're hoping to make that an annual um, club's conference. So uh, yeah, I think social media has been a blessing for sure for the clubs, but I really can't wait to get out there and actually speak to the students again and see what they would like for the coming uh, school year. So do you think that had you started your club when the pandemic was not a thing, so say COVID-19 never happened and you started your club, do you think you would have found more success, less success, the same amount of success? Or do you think that the pandemic has like actually helped you in like developing a, like a solid social media platform before going into like returning to in-person 
That's a great question. Yeah, um, that's definitely one to think about. So if I had started the club before the pandemic and if the pandemic hadn't occurred, I believe that there may have been more members just because on social media, um, obviously, like you can't see all students at the University of Ottawa. There's like 35,000 of us um, and I don't know them all by name, right? So unless you friend us um, or we or we find you through connections of a different club or the University of Ottawa itself, um, it can be kind of tricky. Uh, but th those that we do have are super like loyal. They love our content. It's been great. Um, but I do think that having events on campus where people like walk by and they notice that we're doing something fun, that would have been great, I think, for increasing the, the numbers uh, or like club members. Um, we are a large club on campus, but I think that um, there's a lot of people out there that just there's so many clubs and they just don't know that we're out there. Um, and that maybe have an interest in organ donation or have even just want to pop by and have some questions for us. I think that would have been beneficial. But like you said, I think there's been a good a good mix. And I think we've done the best that we can with what was available to us. Um, now that we do have the social media platform up and running, you can scroll through all our posts. You can see all the little um, informations and infographics we've created. You can look at past events. Um, so I think that those that are either looking to join a club or maybe this are listening to this podcast and are interested in the club, they can really go through and get a good sense about what our club does, um, the organizations that we partner with, and um, our goals for this coming school year. I love that. So speaking of goals for the coming school year, what are, do you have any like sneak peeks of what you're planning on doing this like 2021-2022 school term, like upcoming events or anything that you want to like tease the listeners with maybe? Ooh, for sure. Um, so there's always good things happening at the club. Like I mentioned before, we're hoping to have our annual research conference and that happens in March. Um, so either even if you want to pop in or if you want to become a club member and want to help um, create this club's conference, you get really great connections with healthcare professionals, researchers and professors. Um, so that's something that you can stay tuned for. And it's super interesting. Um, it's about two hours long and it's hearing like the most cutting edge research on the like organ donation, organ research topic. Um, so that's kind of interesting. More recent events are, we have a lot of um, like in club events to make sure, especially through the pandemic, that especially our new club members, we're feeling um, engaged with our little club community. And so there's like movie nights, paint nights and things like that. So it's a lot of fun. I mean, I have a lot of fun. Um, we're planning a virtual escape room soon. Um, so I'm in the midst of creating that for the club and that'll be like a little fun get together. Um, also shout out to CVO again. Um, we just received our summer funding. Um, so we have a little bit of money for giveaway items for 101 week, as well as items for uh, hate night. And what we're planning to do with that is find rocks, um, like medium sized rocks, either in like wherever you are, but I'm in Uot like in Ottawa, so I'll get a rock and I'll paint it with one of our messages and leave it in you Ottawa for passersby to kind of read. So I think that's kind of neat. Um, but if you're still studying from around the world, you can leave one in your community as well. Um, but yeah, and then as always, we're partnering with the, uh, sorry, Canadian Blood Services. So we'll be attending the blood drives on campus with free goodies for those that are planning to donate or even those that are passing by. Um, as well, we have quite a few um, walks. So the Kidney Foundation has a walk. Um, re there's Relay for Life. So we're going to be doing a lot of fundraising events like that. So um, if you're looking for a good time and um, you have some spare time, feel free to join our club or even send us an email or direct message on social media and we'll be happy to inform everyone about what's coming up and what you can look forward to. 
I love it. So, like, we're going to summarize that for people who are listening. March, go to your research. If you like to paint, if you like to walk, if you like movies, if you like free stuff, then this is the club for you, which is basically everyone. So good job on, like, reaching everyone because I've never met someone who doesn't like one of these, what is this, five, six things. And free stuff. I find, like, student life, I, I get all the free stuff I can. Oh, agreed. <laughs> I mean, we're all broke, right? Like, you gotta grab what... <laughs> that's one thing we all have in common. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. That's so, that's so exciting. Okay, so you're, you have a busy year coming up then. Holy. Mm-hmm. We like to keep it fresh and interesting, for sure. I have to say, I have a great team behind me, the executives this year. Um, it's the large executive group that we've had before. And because of that, I think that it's really allowing us to expand our horizons. Um, here's some really great and creative thoughts about where to take the club this coming year. Um, and I really have to give a huge shout out to them because they're absolutely awesome. And they just they have so many great ideas that I can't wait to implement. Speaking of implementing great ideas, let's like take a look into the future five years from now. Probably not going to be a student at UOttawa anymore, but where do you see your club going in five years' time? What do you see, like, your club looking like on campus? I am, like, if you know me, I'm a very bubbly person, very positive and optimistic. So I see my club, like, staying as a large club on campus, having a large bilingual um, base, and as well having, like, very diverse uh, range of students that are part of the club. Um, in my opinion, the more the better, the more that we can educate ourselves about um, different beliefs and everything. Um, I think that's great. Additionally, what I've seen other kind of clubs do is branch out to other universities. So if there's another organ donation awareness club, like maybe at McMaster or Laurentian University, I think that would be great. Um, we've been partnering with a few other like-minded clubs, such as there's a Kidney Foundation of Canada club at McMaster. And so we've been working kind of closely with them, but we're more kind of the range of organ and blood. So um, I think, yeah, if we can branch out to other universities in the next five years, that would be great. And that would really help to spread our message. Um, And that's really the core value of our club is just to educate. So yeah, I think that would be awesome. (laughs) That sounds so exciting. I would love to like go to like a different city or like go to a different university and just like see the organ donation awareness club just like up in like a poster. That would like, that'd be so, if I were you, I'd be so satisfied. I'd be like, wow. I know. I'd be like, you know, I really made a difference. I did something. That's what it would be like to me. I'd be like, you know what? I made a difference. And in my opinion, if we save one person's life, if one of our listeners signs a donor card, it's all worth it to me. I love that. Um, Mm -hmm. I've said that a lot, but I do. I love your club. I think it's so interesting and it's so impactful. Thank you. We really try. (laughs) (laughs) Now, here, I'm going to hit you with a hard question. Okay. Okay. I hope you're ready. You have to prepare yourself. Okay. I'm preparing myself. Go ahead. Is everyone on or like who's a member of your club, are they all organ don't have they all signed their little card to be an organ donor? Is that a necessity for you? That is not a necessity for us. Absolutely not. Um, We welcome everyone. And so actually at our very first fall general meeting this past school year, um, we had a new club member join. They were prospective club member at the time. So they weren't really sure if they were, you know, fully into the club. And um, I kind of asked, you know, as an icebreaker, like, yeah, like, what's your interest? Why did you want to come to our general meeting tonight? And there was an individual who said, you know, I grew up in a, a certain culture and it is not, we do not um, give any organs or blood. Like um, when we pass away, we keep everything. And I said, oh, so do you mind me asking, you know, why you want to be a part of this club specifically? Um, and this individual said, 
you know, I may not donate my organs, but I'd like to educate myself about what's out there, um, the new research and, you know, what I can maybe do to support this. He's like, you know, I think that it's good to learn about all these different beliefs. And um, my opinion is that, you know, you take from it what you'd like and you can always leave the rest there. So uh, I think it was awesome. But um, in answer to your question, no, it is absolutely not necessary. We've had people join that didn't even know where to start with signing their donor card. Um, there's actually quite a few like that. So whether you have signed it or not, even if you're not even planning on ever signing it, you're totally welcome to still come. You can even ask some hard questions um, and we're more than happy to answer them. That's great. Do you guys get a lot of hard questions? Like, do you get like a lot of stuff like that of people being like, I don't understand. Why do I need to give my organs away? Is that something you guys have to deal with regularly? So I don't, well, in, no, because it's been over social media and everything that we've actually gotten so far has been positive. I could foresee that potentially happening if we're on campus um, and we're maybe sitting in UCU and someone approaches the table and we, well, we tell them what they're, what we're about, sorry. Um, then they might think that we're trying to be pushy, but in our mandate, in our mission statement, and in our constitution, we're specifically there just to educate. We're not out here to force you to sign anything. Um, we would like you to make your own decision based on the most current information and we want you to make an informed decision uh, based on what's right for you. I agree with everything you're saying. I think it's so important that people just educate themselves because you never know, you know? You never know if you have that one organ that's going to save someone else's life. I think that's great. Yes. And I think a great, if you just don't mind me jumping in, um, I think that a great example of that is the Humboldt Broncos. Um, it was a very tragic event when they had the bus crash. Um, but there was uh, one member who did donate its organs. Um, and that made a really big impact across the country. And that's why we have a green shirt day. Um, so in April, I think it's the April 9th or April 7th, it's green shirt day. And so we wear, you know, a jersey or a green shirt. Um, in remembrance of that Humboldt Bronco who did donate like all of his organs and I think he saved like 10 people's lives that day. So um, I think that organ donation um, is a way to make the best of a tragedy, you know, to um, help someone out even when, you know, um, there's not too much left. So Oh, I will definitely be wearing my green shirt next April. <laughs> what did you say? April 9th? Oh, yes, I've... and you can always find information on our social media. It's a big day for the organ donation community. Um, so, of course, we'll be having, you know, events centered around that. So you can always stay tuned. I'll be putting that in my calendar. Speaking <laughs> of, like, all your social media stuff, I stalked all your social media because, you know, I had, I had to get informed before we had our little chat today. Yeah, you're doing your thorough job. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Doing my job. So I was looking, and you have the discovery days. Um, so you talked about a different uh, implication of transplants and recipient life. Um, do you want to tell me more about your donate your discovery days? Because I was looking at a bunch of them and they're super interesting. So tell me like where the idea came from. Like what's your what was your light bulb? Like, wow, this is so impactful and so interesting. Yes, absolutely. So I actually cannot take the credit for this. My lovely secretary for the Organ Donation Awareness Club, um, Emily, she brought this idea forward. And previously we had been doing the Did You Know posts, which was like a little fact. Um, but she thought that if we tackle one topic each month and give a really in-depth explanation about it, um, that that would be beneficial for our students. And I fully, like full-hearted, uh, completely agree with that as well as our other exec team. And so Discovery Days are our new Did You Know um, campaign. Um, for this year. So 
Each month we're going to be tackling a different issue with organ donation awareness. One is going to be different beliefs about organ donation awareness, um, sorry, organ donor. Um, and so we'll be looking at different cultures. Um, for July, we were looking about how Canada, the statistics about Canadian organ donation across the world, so like where we stand with it. Um, and we're even looking at, um, yeah, like different religions. So the harder topics that maybe, maybe students aren't really comfortable with asking, but would like to educate themselves, they'll be available on social media and we'll have all of our references there as well. You can always find our references page. So if you'd like to do some extra digging yourself, um, you're more than welcome to. But yeah, I think the discovery days are a great way to really learn more about a certain topic. Um, for example, one of our past ones was looking at blood donation. Um, so that's another avenue about what our club looks at. And it talked about donating stem cords. So yes, sorry, stem cells. Um, so, and also like the umbilical cord, what exactly it means, what do they take? Like what, what's, what are stem cells and why are they important? So um, it really is like a, a deep dive into one of these topics. And also, if anyone has a topic that you'd like for us to look into and make a post about, definitely reach out to us and we'd be more than happy to do the homework on that. That's great. Yeah, I was reading one of your posts and it was about, I, I dug deep. It, it said something like, you can be a blood donor if you have celiac disease, which I thought was really interesting because my mom has celiac and like a lot of like a lot of my fem family members have celiac. And I'm like sure that like in 20 years, I will not be able to eat bread anymore, but it's fine. I'm coming to terms with it slowly. Um, <laughs> so I thought that was really interesting. Is there, are there any other like myths of like blood donors? I, my brother's a religious blood donor. He loves to give blood. He like, that's like his like, number one thing. He loves getting the stickers. He loves going in and drinking his little juice box. And so are there any other like things that or common myths that people are, or misconceptions around blood donation that people get wrong? So people may think that they're ineligible and are actually like eligible to give blood like are there any off the top of your head you can tell me yeah oh my gosh there's so many so um yeah blood donation is awesome if you can do it you get awesome little snacks after like Vanessa was mentioning you get stickers and they the Canadian blood services or if you're in Quebec they have a different organization um but they're really good about trying to support their volunteers and their donors um however there are tons of myths about um blood donation so it's all the way from getting tattoos if you get a tattoo you're never able to donate blood that's untrue. There is a certain wait time after you get the tattoo um, where you're unable to donate. However, after that, you're more than welcome to. Um, visiting certain countries, again, there's a wait period after you visited this country, um, but afterwards you're able to donate blood after the wait period. Another like controversial topic is about having um, homosexuals donate blood. Um, it was a very large misconception um, about different um, blood components that may be in this blood. Um, however, it's one of the topics that we're gonna be covering on the Discovery Day post. Um, and I think it's very unfortunate that this community is discriminated against. I think that, um, I, I believe that as long as you're able to donate blood and you have safe and clean and healthy blood for the recipient, you should be more than welcome to donate it. I don't think that a community should be discriminated against just because of their sexual orientation or their different practices. Um, so that's a very large one that I feel very strongly about. And if anyone has any questions or would like to have a discussion about this, I'd be more than happy to do so. Um, I think it's very unfortunate, but um, it's something that we're looking to tackle shortly. Um, it's, it's almost kind of a touchy topic, but we thought that it was very important to um, bring light to the truths, um, the different rules and regulations about it right now. And um, yeah, that's my take on that. <laughs> 
Absolutely. I agree. I, I, that's just ridiculous. I've had that conversation with someone before about like people that belong to like the LGBT plus community being discriminated against. And that's just so ridiculous to me. It makes no sense. I, that's, you're right. I think that everyone um, is a person on their own. And I apologize if I didn't use the correct um, politically correct um, name for that or the group. I, I just like to take every single person as what they've shown me and what I've seen their personality be like. And I don't think that um, sexual orientation should have anything to do with your healthcare or how you're treated in the healthcare system. So Agreed. Yes. And I think that's why those types of opinions of what you're doing for the like community camp, like campus community and like, the Ottawa community and the organ donation like sector of life. I don't know like how to like <laughs> group that in together, but that's how I'm going to do it, um, is why you were awarded the 2021 Marcel Cut Leadership in Community Service Award at UOttawa. So congratulations on that. That's fantastic. Um, what was receiving an award like that uh, like for you? Yeah, so it was actually a culmination of a lot of um, community service events that I partake in at the University of Ottawa. So um, I'd like to start by there's a ton of great clubs out there, a ton of great volunteer opportunities. Um, and so even if you don't join our club necessarily, there's tons out there and find one that's best for you. So I volunteer with um, an organization called Let's Talk Science, as well as the Organ Donation Awareness Club. And so with Let's Talk Science, I work as a team leader. So um, if you're out there and you recognize my name, that's probably me, um, where I help the other volunteers in the organization, make sure they're paired with their community partners and they're filling out their correct um, volunteer hours. With the club, I'm the club president, and so um, I've worked a lot to really build this club on campus, and also to really spread our message and make sure that um, we're filling out the, we're giving the correct information to students to educate themselves and inform themselves. Um, and I think that one of the reasons why I received this award um, was because that I volunteered with a few different organizations. Um, as well, I would totally like to plug the Michelle Jean Center here and just say, if you're volunteering in the University of Ottawa, make sure you're filling out your co-curricular record. Our club um, enables you to ha- gain hours for your co-curricular record. I think mine is like pages long now. Um, I've been volunteering quite regularly with the University of Ottawa community for a few years now. And I was also actually awarded the um, Best Club President Award um, at the uh, CVO Awards this past year. So. Um, I think that having uh, organizations that you're really passionate about helps um, with your volunteerism. I absolutely love the work that I do with the Organization Awareness Club, as well as with Let's Talk Science. It never feels like a job to me. It feels like fun. So um, yeah, receiving an award was really, it was really a privilege for me because I recognize that there's so many other awesome University of Ottawa students who are doing great things in their community. Um, and so to be honored with that, scholarship was really really quite humbling and honoring to yeah Yeah, congratulations again and so like anyone who's interested in in getting implicated in any of the clubs that you're also a member or president in I think that having someone who's received this award and who's so well recognized by campus is just a bonus in like advertising your club because it's like hello I know what I'm doing I've like I've been recognized I've been awarded I am a decorated person here now and I think that's really that's really good and you should advertise that and you should celebrate that with all of your clubs because it's it's a lot it's good for networking and like reaching out to other people who may be wary about like the credibility or like professionalism of a club you know 
<laughs> I would have to say I would be lying if I didn't think that winning the best club president award wouldn't help my club. Um, I think that that's a great thing to advertise, especially for incoming first year students. Um, like you said, to really show the credibility of the club and that we know what we're doing and we're providing the correct information to students. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Another thing I saw when I was stalking you was the faces of donation posts. And like, do you want to walk me through like that idea? What impact that's had on your following on social media and just like on yourself and your team members? Because I think that's pretty deep. And I I really, I really liked those. Yeah. So um, we really want to recognize that organ donation, you know, everyone is kind of able to do it um, if they're educated and they'd like to. Um, So we really wanted to bring that forward. As well, we really, um, on our social media, as well as within the club, we really wanted to recognize the efforts of the Indigenous um, Métis and Inuit um, peoples, especially um, within Canada with the recent news um, that has been really horrific. Um, So we really wanted to recognize, um, I think this post came out before the news about it, um, but yeah, we really wanted to show that we're all in this together. Um, Organ donation doesn't really have a face. It's regular everyday people that want to make a difference in their community, that want to help someone. And yeah, um, so we really wanted to support different communities that we have within the University of Ottawa um, student body. So yeah, it's been uh, it's been a roller coaster lately with all the different developments, but um, we, we really want to be a welcoming club. And if you have information about organ donation or you have a certain belief, please let us know. We'd love to educate ourselves. Um, if you have a culture that has a certain idea about organ donation, you know, we'd love to hear it. We also love to educate ourselves about the new research that's been going on, but also with different cultures. And we want to make sure that we're respecting everyone within the University of Ottawa community when we do our work. So yeah, um, we do our best, but there's always more opportunities to learn. And we we try and take each opportunity that we can to um, educate ourselves um, the best that we can about our fellow students. We'll turn it lighter for like the last little bit of our chat today because organ donations are pretty deep and it's a pretty serious subject. Yes, it really is, especially for um, students our age. So I appreciate everyone that's listened to this, all of my club members, um, prospective new club members, and definitely my fellow execs because sometimes it can be fully like an uncomfortable topic for some people. So if you've made the effort to listen to this today or look at our social media accounts, thank you. I would love to, like, firstly know, do you have any fun facts that really blew your mind as a member when you were doing your research for your club? Because I would love, I want my mind blown (laughs) today. Um, So one thing that I noticed is that, um, this is a fact that I just have in my head now. Um, So if you're an organ and tissue donor, um, when you have um, passed away, between the donation of your organs and tissues, you can save the lives of up to eight people based on your organs and improve the quality of life for up to 75 other people um so that can be through like cornea transplants so like so that people can see like you're giving people the gift of sight right like it's incredible um middle ear transplants so the little bones within your middle ear um that help you to hear so you're giving people the gift um to hear as well as other tissues so you can donate skin so it's incredible what we can do um how many people's lives we can positively impact so like I said, if one person listens to this podcast or joins the club um, and signs a donor card or educates themselves about it, everything I've done is worth it. Yeah, I'm going to ask for compensation for that because you're welcome. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not a horrible person, I swear. It's all good. <laughs> so that is really, that's really crazy. 75 people. 
right say because of the pandemic i have a hard time picturing what 75 people even look like that's crazy <laughs> Yeah. And if you think about it, there's like thousands of people on organ donor wait lists. So everything is valued and everything is needed. And um, I know from personal experience with my mother, when you do receive an organ from someone, it's a very, very important. And she's a very, like, very strong woman. And I've hardly ever seen her cry, but she was just so thankful for this gift that someone gave her with her kidney. She broke down. And every time she talked about it, she gets teary-eyed and she just... Um, every opportunity that she's with the club, she goes and she says, if you've given something or you have a family member that's given um, organs, she said, thank you. From all the donors out here, we thank you so much because um, they're given anonymously so that, you know, um, the donors and the recipients can't communicate, which is for confidentiality reasons. But um, she was just so moved and so touched by this individual's donation. That's really special. I like that. We're going to we're going to end our our organ donation chat on that note. Um, before you leave, I want to play a little game with you. It's less of a game and more of a test because you say you love to educate yourself. So I am going to test you on your U Ottawa knowledge just very quickly because this is something that it blew my mind in my four years of attending this university that some people don't know this. But all right, Claire, are you ready? I think I'm ready. <laughs> For my question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm really hyping it up right now. Okay. What is a GG, Claire? A GG is the first horse out of the starting gates. I'm really glad that you knew that. And just like to end it off, I'm going to give you another weird animal name and I want you to guess what it is. <laughs> oh, geez. It's nine o'clock in the morning. Why are you testing me? I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that these are hilarious. But um, I was Googling weird animal names because I don't know. Because why not? Why not? Yeah. And I came across this one animal, and it's called the Agra Cadabra. And I just want you to guess what that is. Like, you can you can get as creative as you would like to. Um, I think it has it's like maybe like a reptile. Maybe I'm totally wrong, but I'm thinking like maybe like a reptile, like maybe like a snake. And maybe that's just because it kind of sounds like an anaconda. I think that that's like a great guess. So an Agra Cadabra for everyone who's listening is not a reptile, but you're actually, I consider them to be in the same vein of uh, spooky in my books. It's a bug. And yeah, snakes and bugs are not for me, friends. People who have snakes, power to you. I should have guessed that. There's so many insects that are just like weird out there. I shouldn't know, but that's okay. That's okay. I learned something new. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And it's like a big beetle and it has like this green back and these really long antennas. And it's from the Agra family and that's where agra comes from and then cadabra is just a pun on abracadabra that's literally what it is and apparently that like uh scientists who discover all these different types of bugs like to just make punny names and so this like beetles have a bunch of uh of punny of punny names so this whole family has like aggravation and agrophobia and all these funny names for their bugs which i think is really fun so that's your fun fact of the day thank you i know yes i know now that 75 people can have dramatic life improvements because of organ donation and you know about a beetle you're mm-hmm. welcome there we go it's a it's an Fair even trade. trade-off yeah <laughs> who says scientists can't have fun right exactly if you can't make your job fun then why are you even working like that's just silly um so thank you so much claire for coming on my podcast today i had a lot of fun talking to you 
And I hope people who are listening enjoyed it as much as I did. Is there anything that you want to leave any of the listeners with? And one last thing you want to plug? Any advice you want to give? I'll let you have like the final say here. Oh, wow. Thank you. Um, I would just say if you want to learn more about the club, um, feel free to check us out on social media. You can totally stalk us just like Vanessa did um, and just learn more about us, what we're all about. Um, so you can find us on social media. So our Instagram is O-D-A-C-U-O, Organ Donation Awareness Club, U-O, underscore C-S-D-O-U-O. Um, that's the French version. And you can also find us on Facebook, O-D-A-C-U-O, space C-S-D-O-U-O. Um, and yeah, we're, we're a lot of fun. Um, you don't have to be sciencey. You don't have to know anything coming into it. Um, we're here to educate. We love to have fun. And yeah, we're also taking on lots of different initiatives. So if you have a cool idea that you'd like to see us, our club tackle, we'd love to hear it and work with you to talk about it. So yeah, I think that's mostly it. Um, thank you for meeting with me today, Vanessa. I'm really excited to get this posted. Um, and I think it'll be a lot of fun and spread the news about what our club's all about. Awesome. That's a great way to end it. So thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll have another podcast with a new club up soon. Thank you so much, Claire. Let us know by like commenting in the little Spotify or Apple Music or app, wherever you're listening to this podcast um, currently what you'd like to see next if you'd like to have Claire on again and maybe we can have some sort of organ donation debate. I don't know what you guys want, so let me know. Um, and thank you for listening and we'll chat with you later. Guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.